When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are going to be doing the Kansas City Royals Mount Rushmore today. And as always, Brig is going to start us off and teach us some history about the organization um, of the Kansas City Royals. Take it away, Brig. Kansas City Royals team name brought to you by Miss Bradman, the origins. He'll remind you of that. Um, but it comes from cattle, right? I'll just do it. it comes yeah. from cattle. Royal cattle. Yep. That's they Royal believe they cattle. had the best cattle around. Yep. They've been around since 1969. They've uh, nice. had 54, yeah, 54 seasons in the league. Their record puts them 4,066 wins, 4,441 losses. That's a 478 winning average. They've had nine playoff appearances in that 54 year time span. Four pennant, uh, they've won the pennant four times, two world championships, winningest manager, Ned Yost. 746 to 839. That's again a 471 win loss percentage. Um, they have four jerseys retired, Jackie Robinson, obviously being one of them. The remainder of them are the Royals. We've got George Brett, Dick Hauser, and Frank White. Excellent. So instead of uh reminding you what once again about the team name origin, because we did we went there a little bit ago, I have a what if in place of. This is a piece of Royals team history that I think would have altered. I don't know if it would have changed a whole lot of baseball history or like how things shook out over the few years after. But let's take a look at the 2014 World Series Game 7 against the San Francisco Giants. Okay. So this game was played in Kansas City at Kauffman Stadium. Game 7, like I said, we are in the bottom of the ninth inning. Going into this inning, the Royals trail 3-2 to two, Mad Bum on the mound to close things out. Um, got a couple quick outs. Got Eric Hosmer to strike out, swinging Billy Butler, hot fly out. But then Alex Gordon comes in, and things get interesting. Hits a line drive to left field, and there is an error on the center fielder. So it's, it should have been a single. Should have just been on first. But he advanced around to third base. Now, looking back on that, and I said this at the time, I was yelling at the TV because the Giants had won two of the previous three World Series, and I wanted them to lose. I guess it was two of the previous four. Anyway, I wanted them yeah, to right. lose, right? Because I want somebody else to win the World Series. That's just the way I am. And so I was screaming at the TV, send him, send him. And I understand you don't want to make the third out at third or home. I understand that. But... You've right. got to be aggressive, and I wanted them to send him. I still maintain to this day, if they had sent him, he would have been safe. It would have required a perfect throw to the relay from the wall, a perfect throw from the relay to home. Alex Gordon would have made it. The dude was absolutely flying. So yeah. send Alex Gordon. He scores on an E8. You got yourself a tie game 3-3. Three to three. Okay. Who yeah. comes up next? Salvador Perez. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he is up now with the bases empty instead of with a runner on third. His plate, his plate approach changes. 
He's just trying to get on base. You want to get somebody on base. He's not necessarily trying to win it, right? Mm -hmm. He just wants to get on base. So he singles to left field. We'll say on a 3-1 count. Okay. That makes sense. Singles to left field. He's on base. And then you've got coming up Eric Hosmer. Oh. Was it Eric Hosmer? No, sorry. Eric Hosmer already hit. It was Mike Moustakas. Moose? Moose coming up to the plate. Moose walks it off. Game over, series over. The Royals win the 2014 World Series. Okay. Okay. Altering the Giants' legacy, Madison Bumgarden's Madison Bumgarner's legacy, because he is no longer the lights up postseason guy. He's now he becomes the average regular season pitcher and kind of an average postseason pitcher that, like, oh, he had a great series, but he couldn't get that last out. Right. Right. So his yeah. legacy is a little bit changed going forward. Now, the 2015 Royals, they're not hungry. They've been fed. They're not right. hungry anymore. So they go into the uh, they go into the ALCS against the Baltimore Orioles. Rather than sweeping the Orioles, the Orioles win that series. They go on to play the Mets in the World Series. Yeah. The, Baltimore the Mets being yeah, the Mets being the better team, they win that World Series. So instead of the Mets being the Mets in the 2000s, the Mets now have a World Series title in 2015, and I'm going to say they go on the repeat in 2016. Whoa! Because they were, even though you hate that, even though I hate that, I feel like they. I'm going to say they were just because of their pitching, they got better. Syndergaard, Degrom got better. I know I said with the Royals, they were fed and they weren't fat and hungry anymore, or they weren't hungry anymore. But I'm going to say that the, that the Mets, because the pitching that they had and the core that they had, they were to keep the they were able to keep that core together because guys weren't asking for a bunch of money. Everything went out. So right. they kept it together and they repeat, and it changes, it alters a couple of years of baseball history. That's my no doubt. In. Okay, that's a good one, Brad. That's a good one. I like that. Thank mm. you. So, fun fact story about me: <clears throat> I was in a hospital bed in an emergency room watching the 2015 World Series. I had a television set. I'd just come home from Afghanistan, and I had flown to Germany, and I was finally made it to Colorado. And I'm in Colorado Springs, and I'm at the, uh, I'm at the hospital. Not the one on base yet, but I was at the hospital downtown. <clears throat> and I'm uh, in the emergency room, and they got to take a bunch of x-rays, and I got to get an MRI and everything like that. And I'm like, does this TV work? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's the World Series, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, in so in agony. But I'm like, you gotta do something for me. Like this Percocet's not working. Turn on some baseball. <laughs> so, so they did. They turned on baseball, and the guy came to wheel me. He, he had to put me in a wheelchair. No, 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 or maybe it was my bed that he rolled out. I don't remember. They roll. They had to roll me to, to my X-ray, and I was like, Oh no, no hold on, hold on, wait. And we watched the inning turn, you know, close it out <laughs> that half that side. And then I was like, okay, go. We gotta hurry. So he rolled me to the X-ray and we came back and I was like, oh, we missed way too much. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. So the MRI guy came in to wheel me, the tech came in to wheel me over, and I was like, No, 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 you're gonna wait. And I gotta watch to retire the side. And then I was like, okay, then we gotta go, we gotta hurry. <laughs> so was me which and game was it? Which staff, game was it? I don't remember. Oh, <laughs> I think it might have been so, the last game. It might have been the yeah. final game. So were your vitals hooked up and everything? No, I wasn't quite in. Oh. I wasn't quite in oh. that situation. 
Because I've because I've been in the ER. I've been in the hospital during a game with my vitals hooked up, and it's fun to watch your heart rate. It's <laughs> You're like beep beep beep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the nursing team responds and everything. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's just baseball. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I had the whole nursing staff sitting there waiting for me to waiting for whatever's going to happen on the TV to happen on the TV <laughs> before they could, could perform their duties. It's like that's shut, shut up. We're watching baseball. It's funny. All right, Brad. All right, go ahead, Brig. Let's. Why don't you lead us off? Get us started with your first, okay. uh, first guy for your Mount Rushmore. All right. Pull him up here so I get all this statisticals down because I'm very excited to bring this up. Okay, my guy, my first. I have four, and I have two honorable mentions. Um, my first guy has his numbers number retired in Kansas City. Um under the Royals organization because he spent 21 years in the league. All 21 of them were with Kansas city. Um, third, he finished third in rookie of the year voting. He won the MVP in 1980. Um, he's got silver sluggers, like three of them, three batting titles. He was the, uh, major league player of the year. He won an ALCS MVP gold glove, 13 time all-star. He's a hall of famer. His career war is 88.6, career batting average 305. He hit 317 home runs for a guy who started out as a slap hitter at the beginning of his career. Um, I'm talking about George Brett. I, I think this is a no-brainer, super duh. You can't talk about the Royals if you talk, talk about George Brett. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was hoping we would, we'd go to him later, but uh, I think it actually makes sense to go first because he's like the prominent center figure, right? Is the one, yeah. Like you have to yeah, justify and, a lot of these other guys have to just be justified. You don't have to justify George Brett, right? Exactly right. And he led the league several times in batting average on base percentage. Like there was one year he that year that he was the MVP. He was by by and large the best hitter in the league. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And and the thing that's funny is that scouts always want to make a comp, right? Yeah, they want to compare prospects to like, oh, I think this guy. I feel like the kiss of death is when you compare somebody to George Brett because there's such a high, such a high expectation. Dustin Ackley was compared to George Brett, yeah. and we we're all like, oh, that'd be oh, nice, yeah, but yeah. I don't know, and it never happened, right? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but yeah, here's the thing about well, George and- Brett: <clears throat> is he was part of the '85 series, that the World Series? Which is one of two that they have. He's he was there. He led the team that year. So in '85, he had the he led the league in slugging, OPS, OPS plus, and uh, came in. I think two number two in MVP voting. If I'm yeah number two, that's his all star. He was all star that year. It's his Gold Glove year. Silver Slugger. Dude was a monster that year, and that's the year they won the whole the whole thing. So yeah, um, you just can't. We just can't not talk about George Brett. Well, we and can't talk about George off- Brett with, without talking about the pine tar incident. You have to. Right? So, yeah. for those of you who don't know, uh, George Brett hit a game-winning home run, and but then the against the Yankees in New York. Or was it, no, it wasn't. No, it, it was in Kansas in, City. It was in Kansas City because it was yeah. a walk-off. Yeah. But the Yankees manager, uh, Billy Martin, was he saw the entire time that George Brett's pine tar was a little bit high up on the barrel. Tucked it yeah. away, waiting for the right moment. The right moment was the walk off. He challenged it. Turned out there's too much. The Royals then. This is the part that you never hear about. The Royals then challenged 
the ruling or petitioned yeah. or whatever with Petition, the league. Yeah. They, they came back and they had to uh, they had to play it again, and the Royals ended up winning the game. They won in New York. In New like, York, yeah, with weeks with and the weeks Royals later, the home team, yeah, several yeah. weeks later, they ended up doing that. Um, but that was so that was in 1983, and that was one of George Brett's best years. He led the league in slugging and OPS and OPS plus. Sure did. All Star didn't finish top ten or anything in MVP voting or, slug, or Silver Slugger, but it was another great George Brett year. And that's one of the things with a guy like him is having a 13 year peak is amazing. How do you do that, man? That's the thing that's hard is that some of these guys will be really, really good for three, four, five years, but to be that good for 13 years, that's a revelation. It is insane. So, I mean, he is largely considered maybe even the best third baseman of all time. Definitely. He's in the conversation, no question, but he might, I mean, you could argue that he's the best third baseman of all time. Yeah. I think my mom would tell you he's the best third baseman ever. Yeah, his nickname is Mullet. Yeah. Uh, he's actually my mom's favorite player. Really? That's why I know about George Brett. Is I heard about George Brett all growing up. That's interesting. Because she grew up a Kansas City Royals fan. Continues to actually uh, be a Royals fan to this day. Wow. Yeah. That's exciting. Yep. True facts, Brig. True, fra- <laughs> true facts. Excellent. Hey, Brad. I got you all one. Right. Okay. Um, I also have I have four. I have one honorable mention. Um, okay. I am going to save that honorable mention for later. George Brett was yeah. one of my guys, but I'm going to go with this guy, if you will. Okay. Current player. Ooh. I think you know. I think you know who I'm going to say. I think I do. Because I'm very biased to the position. Yes, you I are. don't think that the Royals would have won the World Series in 2015 without him. Hundred um, percent. It's unfortunate that they have been so bad for ninety percent of his career, but it is Salvador Perez, the yep. catcher, nicknamed Salvi or El Nino. I love it. Seven-time All-Star, five-time Gold Glove, and it probably should be more than that, to be honest with you. Four-time yeah. Silver Slugger and a World Series MVP, and also just a Seattle Mariner killer. The last True. three years has just crushed the Mariners. He hit like three Grand Slams in one series last year. It was bizarre. But he has been, he was an all-star from 2013 to 2018. He didn't play in 19 because of a show of an elbow injury. What it probably would have been in 2020 if there was one. And then he was yeah. again in 22 or sorry, 21. He wasn't in 22. I only played 114 games, but here's the thing. The dude is 30. He'll be 33 this year. Yeah. And he's a catcher. Um, I think that they're going to start transitioning him to the DH position. That's he what I was going to say more last year. Um, because he's starting to get more of a DH body than a catcher's body. That's like, right. <laughs> as he ages, but that's natural aging, right? That's what we're seeing yeah. now. Now that steroids are gone from the Whoa, game, yeah. mostly. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Unless he has Robbie Cano. But anyway, <laughs> no, I I feel like Salvi Perez, though, with the role that he's played on that Royals team to be the solid anchor, that he's the one guy that they've been like, we'll keep you around for as long as you want to be around. Right. And like I think he's going to want to be around for around. a long time. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's one of the things too, that you see with the Royals. We saw it with, we saw it with the angels that there are certain organizations that just don't pay to keep guys around. Yep. Guys don't stay. They come for a little bit and then they go away either because 
they just flat out don't want to, or because they are not getting the money that they have earned and they're going to go yeah. get it elsewhere. So, so Salvi's on my list as well, by the way. I think we're going to have a lot of guys. Time. There's two overlap. overlaps already. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with everything you said, and I listed all of those reasons for my justification. But one of the things you didn't mention that I dig is that he's only had 11 years in a season, or, or whatever that means. He's had 11 seasons <laughs> <laughs> total, <laughs> and he's got a, a career war, cumulative career war of 32.3 right now. Um, and that's solid for 11 seasons. I really dig that. So yeah. I think he's. He's on pace to have really great, um, you know, positive war seasons to 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 come, and I'll bet mm-hmm. he never leaves Kansas City. I'll bet they like. I think he retri- retires or, yeah, I think he retires a Royal. So one thing about Salvi, um, have you ever? I mean, you went to a Royals game last year. Did he play? Did you get to see him? I don't remember if he played or not. My kid was very wanting to do other things. That's right. You were doing other things. So in 2020, we went out to um, out to the Royal Spring Spring Training Facility before COVID. We were down here before COVID, and we went to went to a couple games. And he walked. We were like we were pretty close down to the field, out down the left field line, and he walked past with his bag. And he is a large man. Yeah, like he's a big dude. That's one thing I was actually telling my son Wilson today when we were going out to the fields. Uh, He asked. It's something along the lines of like, what does it take to be a, a professional baseball player? Like something you'll notice with these guys is like they are bigger than regular humans. A lot of them For are sure. larger than regular human beings. And Salvador Perez is a large man. Like, and He's I don't mean that three two fifty five. The dude is he is built. He is a mountain of a man. So yeah. big, and I couldn't. And like you don't you don't have a concept of how big that is until you see it up close and personally like geez that's yeah. why i never played professional baseball right among many other reasons but like <laughs> yeah yeah like i'm not that big nor would i ever have been <laughs> yeah right? same same which is totally anyway. okay yeah it was a revelation again okay he won't he um, won't be a free agent until 2026 by the way and again I, I think that's when they're going to be like, all right, let's do this. I wouldn't be surprised to be completely honest with you if it came down to it about that time, if he's starting to starting to mold retirement, maybe, or if he starts get if he gets a short like kind of a shorter deal, and they're like, we want you re- we want you to retire here because you've been a fixture, um, but we don't want to extend you long term because you're getting you're an aging catcher, and I think he's going to understand that. He seems like a guy who's got enough self awareness that when it comes time time to it, that he'll know when it's time to hang him up. Catchers are usually that way. A lot of them are, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because your knees start to bark at you, and it's like, okay. They get pretty loud. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. All right, we both have two down. Let's go ahead and take a quick break. When we get back, we each have two more. Plus, let's talk a little bit about honorable mentions as well. All right, baseball family, Brad and I often overlap on these lists. And just to remind you, we do not collaborate or collude beforehand. This is all completely off the cuff, independently curated lists. And this is, once again, we've never not overlapped. So we're excited to see. 
If, or real quick though, Brig. I mean, for those of you who don't know, we talked about this a couple of years ago when we started doing these. And I was I was out visiting Brig, and we spent time on opposite sides of the house putting together our list so that we wouldn't collaborate at all. Like that's how that's yep. how hard we try not to overlap and share with these. But it always happens. Like we said with the Rose, especially, it's a it's a very select list of guys you want to have on that Mount Rushmore. Yep. So it's going to happen. It's going to happen quite a bit. So sorry. Go ahead, Brig. No, no, it's great. I appreciate that. Okay, so we're going to actually jump into our honorable mentions before we give you our final two names for our picks for the Mount Rushmore. Um, but before we do that, baseball family, if you think we've totally lost our minds, including George Brett on the Kansas City Mount Rushmore, you should let us know. Um, and if you disagree with any of these following, we want to know as well. If there's somebody you want to add, let us know. You can do that in a number of ways. Baseballtogether.com is a great way to do that or on all the socials. All right, so um, I'm going to lead off one of my honorable mentions. I don't think you can talk about the Kansas City Royals without talking about pine tar. It's <laughs> <laughs> legitimately right. one of it's one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. You're right. Yep. And you already Absolutely. told the story, so I'm really grateful. <laughs> that's really funny that you say that pine tar is one of them because one of my honorable mentions was fountains. Yes, it's right. <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's a legit. It's so true. <laughs> because Kauffman Stadium, it, like it's it's the Royals, it's George Brett, and it's fountains. Like that's right. I don't know. Maybe I should have put the fountains on there because it would have been easier to include them than one of the other guys I have. But I have a hard time including an inanimate object on a Mount Rushmore. Yeah, it's hard. It's really, but they found a way to put it on the hats, and that was really cool. They did. It's I very good. That. Looks very good. All right, who's your hey, other honorable mention? My other honorable mention only spent five years with the team. He was an all-star one of those times, and actually that season in he 1989. Led he led the league in strikeouts that year, actually. But he did finish number 10 in world Se- or in all uh, MVP voting, whatever kind of voting. Uh it was MVP voting. He finished <laughs> number 10 in the top 10 MVP voting is, is amazing. So that was obviously like a killer year uh, out of 135 games that year. His slash line was 256, 310, 495. And I really think that even though five years with the team is not long out of a, a collective, what eight years in the league is all this person is so iconic. He did so much, not only for baseball, but for sports in general. And by just by extension for Kansas city sports that you simply cannot talk about the Kansas city Royals without at least considering Bo Jackson. Right. And initially I had him as he was the first guy I thought, or I guess second guy I thought of after George Brett, but then I looked at his numbers. It's like, it's such a short time, such a flash in the pan. It is crazy to think about though, that he was drafted in June of 86 and made his debut September 2nd of 86 nuts that he was he was ready to go out of college and i wonder if that's part of what had to do with it like Could obviously be. football right because of yeah injuries. yeah two sport you know, player but yeah yeah but i think that there has to be something said for adjusting your body to the physical rigors of a major league schedule that's a lot that is a yeah. whole lot so and he did it eight I, times which is not a that's not something to scoff at especially right. if you're playing in the National Football League as well as a starter. And not <laughs> just playing, but dominating. Yeah, yeah. Crushing. <laughs> Being it. a cheat code. 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> so, sure. and you came out of Auburn, like Auburn. So I don't know, man. I I really do think um, that he doesn't belong in the Mount Rushmore. But you you simply can't. You can't even think about Kansas City without thinking about Bo Jackson. It, Kansas right. City baseball. You just can't. Yeah, some of the best Royals highlights ever have come from Bo Jackson running up the wall, throwing out a runner. Was it third flat-footed from right – or uh, yeah. at home from left field? Breaking the bat after a strikeout? Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. These are iconic moments. And maybe it's because that's when we were growing up. I don't know. But they're like – in our minds anyway, in my mind, they're big deals. Mm-hmm. Right. I agree. Yep. Yeah, but like you said, doesn't necessarily deserve to be on the mountain, but should be in the conversation as an honorable mention. That's why I have him as, as an honorable mention as well. Yeah, no so. doubt. All right, break. Uh, go ahead. Go, go ahead with your. No, okay, you I'll go. go. Yeah, yeah, I'll you go. go. Okay, this is a guy actually I mentioned earlier. One of the guys. Uh, so, one of the things that's hard, I said with the Royals, is that guys just don't spend a lot of time there. But this guy did. This guy spent. All of his 14 seasons with the Kansas City Royals to the tune of three All-Stars, eight gold gloves, two platinum gloves, by the by, and Ooh. a World Series Championship in 2015. Probably could have had one in 2014 if they'd sent him Alex Gordon. Right. Alex Gordon is a Kansas City Royal. Absolutely. Through and through. Um, he got the... He got the Hall of Fame, the team Hall of Famer send off, right? Yeah. I think it was in yeah. 2020 when they sent him out just for the last game just to get the ovation from the players because there were no fans in the seats in 2020. Right, which right? is so sad. Yeah. So he didn't get a proper send off. But uh, no, I I think that he deserves to be on the Mount Rushmore because he spent his entire career there. Yes, only three all star appearances. But anytime a guy gets a platinum glove, let alone two, he deserves to be top tier for that organization because he's obviously a great, great defensive player, yeah. Alex Gordon, and he and he was winning Gold Gloves the last four years of his career as well. Yeah, when he was thirty three, thirty four, thirty five, and thirty six. Yeah. So. I yeah, love it. And, and yeah, I think the biggest part of it though is just sticking around, and I think it's because he's from there because he's from Lincoln, Nebraska, like from the area. Oh, okay. Yeah, Probably yeah has yeah. a lot to do with it. But anyway. Got to put him on Mount Rushmore. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> okay. Who do you have instead? Yeah, I, I have a guy. Have my next guy, honestly. I probably do. I, I got a guy who did not spend his entire career in Kansas City, and that's something that I take into consideration a lot, like you said, Brad. This guy only spent eight years of his 16-year career with the Royals. But in that time, he won a Cy Young Award twice, finished top 10 MVP voting twice in that period of time. He was an all-star multiple times, but twice with Kansas City. And he was part of the 1985 World Championship. He finished his career with a 58.9 war overall. He's got a gold glove, an ERA title. He was the World Series MVP in 1985 when he was 21 years old. Seriously, 21 years old, you take your team to the World Series, you win the World Series, you win the Cy Young Award that year. Your name is Brett Saberhagen. Oh, solid. That's a good pick. I'm like, 
it's unbelievable resume. His career ERA was 3.34. He leads yeah. the team in tons of sti- uh, pitching statistics. Like wins, <laughs> which I know we <laughs> scoff at, but he still leads the franchise. He's the franchise leader in wins. So, anyway, Brett Saberhagen. This I'll tell you what was hard for me in, in doing this was that you've got these two generations – You've got the generation of George Brett, and Brett Saberhagen, mm-hmm. and you've got the Salvi, Zach Granke, you know, those yeah. guys. It's like, what do you do? Because I feel like there's probably two different factions of Kansas City fans, and they would probably argue in different ways. So I had to find a way to blend them, but I just couldn't turn away from Brett Saberhagen. Yeah, that's a good one. That's and I I didn't even think about it and I didn't I didn't bother looking because to me Brett Saberhagen is a Red Sox <laughs> always has Fine. been but that's just me anyway but that's because no, he, that's he played pick. for Boston in the nineties right yeah the late nineties yep yeah the, yeah that's exactly why that's where he's most prominent in my mind is with the Red Sox right okay can I go with my last guy real quick yeah and then I'll go go ahead. Okay, so this guy spent 15 of his 19 years with the Royals. Okay, okay, three-time, sorry, two-time All-Star, um, but led the league in several categories, even in years he wasn't an All-Star. He Ooh. is an outfielder. Okay. Uh, two-time Silver Slugger, batting title, gold glove, um, a nickname that my son got from a teacher over the last couple of years, Willie Wilson. Willie Wilson. <laughs> good. That teacher has become a good friend of mine. And when she asked about it, she says, how's Willie Wilson doing? But <laughs> that's uh, awesome. <laughs> but Willie Wilson, part of the 1985 World Series team, um, led the league in triples that year. In 1980, he led the league in uh, in runs, hits, triples. And then he led the league with 83 stolen bases in 79. That's my kind of guy right there. That's exciting. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but mostly, again, like I said, the longevity. Being with the Royals for 15 years, he is a significant part of that history, especially that 80s that 80s right. Royals team, because he played with the, with the Royals from 76 through 90. Yeah. So no, that's, he was part and of, some those of those Royals were, teams. Some of those were lean years. Right. And some of those were really intensely successful years. Yep. Yeah. He saw the best of the best. I'm imagining the worst of the worst of the Royals during those years, but he yep. stuck it out. I feel like he, a guy like that has got to be a part of a Mount Rushmore, especially with limited success, limited guys sticking around in an organization. Mm-hmm. You've got to put him on there. You've got to put him on Mount Rushmore. Love it. So, all right. Go to your last one, Brig. All right. My last one. The, he was with the Royals for 10 years in his career from 2010 to 2019 um, of the, of the 16 years he was in the league. So 10 of those from 10 to 19. Okay. That, which gives him two pennants and a world series bid and victory. Um, He was in charge of a streak of wins that leads all of Kansas City's franchise. This is the winningest manager in the history of the franchise in Ned Yost. Solid. 
That's I don't think one. I don't think you can get away with taking a guy who was there for the build up to twenty, like all of the build up to twenty fifteen. He was there for fourteen and fifteen. They won in fifteen, barely, barely lost in fourteen. Won it in fifteen, and then uh, carried, you know, finished his career there. So mm-hmm. I just think he's a fixture. I mean, yeah, his twenty fourteen win loss percentage was seven thirty three. His twenty fifteen win loss percentage was six eighty eight. I mean, come on. Yeah, it, it's funny though. Looking at Ned Yost after the so after the after the Royals won the World Series, they finished at 500, 81 and eighty one, then eighty and eighty two. Then they fell right off a cliff in two thousand eighteen. Lost 100, 100 games in eighteen and nineteen. And Ned Yost was around until twenty nineteen after the twenty nineteen season, where I guess I'm assuming they decided they'd had enough of him. It's funny though, like looking at the eighties. I just want to say this. I just want to look at this because of the manager, Dick Hauser, was the manager from eighty two. Got fired at 40 and 48 in the 86 season. Yep. Short, short leash. And I don't know what happened. They fell off a cliff that year. Man, that's crazy to look at that and be like, man, they won the World Series after 191 games in 85. Yeah. And then they go down and they fire their manager eight games under 500 into the season. Yeah. And they, in, in 15, they won 95 games. games. Yeah. Crazy. It is crazy, but no, I think Ned Yost is a solid pick. Um, he is the guy I think of when I think of managing somebody managing the Royals. Yeah, me too. Is Ned Yost, and I think a lot of that has to do with my age. But yeah, same. Anyway, so very cool. There you very go. Very cool. Baseball family, let us know, like Brick said, what you think about what the guys we put on the Mount Rushmore. Does Bo Jackson belong on Mount Rushmore for the Kansas City Royals? Let us know. Hop in the mailbag. There's a link in the description of every single episode that will get you to the page. All you got to do is fill it out, submit, and it will come straight to us, and we will respond on the show. Catch new episodes of the Baseball Together podcast every Tuesday.